SEO this week, episode number 48. Hey everyone, Clint Butler here. And this week we're going to take a look at a growth hacker playbook to get more customers from your competition. We're also going to look at several articles uh, that cover Facebook ad changes. Some of them are actually pretty cool. We'll look at some keyword research and how to use that on your site properly. Uh, LinkedIn's new feature and some great tips to get your homepage right for conversions. All this and more on episode 48 of SEO This Week. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us again, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started. Not a whole lot of articles, but there are some pretty good ones, so I think you're going to enjoy this. Number first one is uh, salesflare.com. It's uh, the growth hackers playbook to stealing your competitors' customers. I don't go so far as stealing, but you know you can go ahead and scrape all that information, target them with uh, with direct uh, advertising inside of a uh, AdWords or Facebook platform, and go from there. I think it's a pretty cool idea. There's a bunch of tips in here, some, and I'll just kind of highlight those for you. One is scraping a review site. So basically go to all these review sites, get all the information that they're complaining about your your competition about, and then updating your uh, sales pages to address that. Like, uh, for instance, let's say you're like me and your SEO agency and my SEO agency never reported on me. And then and what you can do is on your sales page, address that specific complaint that your competitors are getting uh, in your sales copy. So when they're looking around, they can see that. Next is tracking technology. Uh, we'll kind of scrape the scroll down here a little bit for that. Just so I can see it again. Scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. If you're looking in the video and you're listening to me rant, the reason I'm saying all the scrolling and scrolling is because this post actually goes beyond just telling you what to do. It tells you step by step how to do it, which is actually pretty rare uh, these days. A lot, you know, most people are kind of parroting the same. You should do this. You should build content. You should create an editorial calendar. You should be on Facebook, etc. Um, but in this case, this point actually goes into the step by steps and how to do stuff. So, uh, tr- tracking technology is basically using remarketing. Um, and then uh, Twitter friends is the next one. Go in there and find Twitter for the Twitter friends of your competition. Scrape all of them. You can either add them in Twitter or use some other tools. Combine that and get their emails and then add them to your targeted campaigns in Facebook using custom audiences. Uh, you can do the same thing on Product Hunt. Uh, you can find people who are sharing stuff on BuzzSumo. And then you can advertise using PPC on your competitor's brand name if you want to. All of that is all pretty good, uh, quote unquote, growth hacker playbook kind of stuff. Uh, I think you're going to be really interested by it. Again, this post goes beyond just telling you what to do. It actually goes and tells you how to do it using some tools. There is a couple of heady sections in there where you're going to have to use some data mining tools, uh, but those are all free Chrome extensions uh, that I even use, and I think you're going to enjoy it and find it pretty easy to do. Uh, next is search engine land is how to improve your SEO with user-friendly interlinking. 
One thing about this article, if you go into the uh, link authority section, he, it reads, internal links have no direct impact on Google on Google's algorithm. And then the very next paragraph, it says, with deep link from the home page or the cornerstone page, you instantly transfer previously earned authority to that web page. This piece, that piece will index faster and rank higher as a result. But that's contradictory statements. So the algorithm runs the index and it runs rank how positions are ranking. So to say that they have no impact on the algorithm uh, is not correct. Was, uh, so I think what happened here is the author is just kind of, you know, lost or was thinking of something as they were writing it and kind of got lost in the train of thought. That would be my I guess, I mean, my assumption, because the rest of the page in this article is actually pretty good. Uh, building on site architecture, which is commonly referred to as silos, uh, in content links, uh, where should you put your hyperlinks on the pages, uh, the relevancy, call to actions, and if you should use no follow uh, on uh, your internal links. Here I'm going to say this, like uh, your about me page, maybe your contact us page, if you want to kind of sculpt that, uh, then I don't think it's going to hurt anything. It's actually might be beneficial to you. Uh, if you have really narrowed down uh, um, uh, silos in your site. But for the most part, you don't want to know follow your internal links anyway. It just doesn't really make any sense. And all your pages should be linking somewhere else. So it kind of just flows around through your site uh, and passes all the juice it can, uh, especially... Uh, if you're running on a local site where you need these kind of silos and this silo, silo architecture and internal linking can actually do significantly well um, without uh, external links uh, or significantly reduce the amount of external links that you need. So it's a pretty good post. Check it out. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, next is from Paste m.com and it's a new facebook ads can target those who visit a physical store so basically let's say you go to a local restaurant uh you have the facebook app on it's tracking you because you never turned off your gps locator in your phone uh it knows you're there or you check in there and now all of a sudden you are essentially now a retargeting audience for that restaurant and they can send you ads as you when you leave uh thank you for coming uh, send a trigger another one like seven days later offering a coupon or trigger even another one that they create create directly that uh, offers a new dish that, or a new menu item they added or coupons etc so i think this is really really cool but if you're one of those kind of people that are creeped out from remarketing as it is uh, online that's going to just you know improve your uh, your sense of well-being <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be able to stalk you on the internet a lot more um so if, again if you don't like that kind of stuff get a new browser a new chrome and turn off your gps and stop checking in at locations but uh otherwise just know from a marketing perspective it's awesome i bet you 10 to 1 that those are going to convert really well Next, we go into the Optin Monster blog. It's optinmonster.com. This is actually what drives our Optin forms on our website, uh, along with several other people's, I'm sure. But the, the title is How the Advisor Coach Optimized Facebook Ad Spend Using Responsive Optins. So the Advisor Coach, basically what they did is they, were, they noticed that they were having uh, low conversions, uh, specifically on mobile. So they created ads and they used Optin Monster to create opt-in forms on their website that are responsive, uh, that work well on mobile uh, devices. 
and they saw an immediate increase in conversions because of doing that. Here's what I'm going to say. As a user of mobile devices, I hate filling out forms. So when they are optimized properly and they're responsive, uh, it makes it significantly easier for me. There are some code scripts that you can put in there to kind of trigger the autofill, uh, but really that's happening in uh, mainly in uh, Chrome right now. I think there's some for Safari. I, I haven't looked for if you're targeting or trying to help out with the uh, iPhone user crowd. Um, but basically, you just gotta go through here and see that uh, in the end, he, he increased his opt-in rate by 58.33% uh, using these responsive uh, forms when coupled with his ad campaign on Facebook. So that's pretty good. So if you're not using responsive opt-in forms or you don't have a responsive website, then you need to get that in place as soon as possible. Next, we go to BuzzSumo. It's Facebook engagement for brands and publishers falls 20% in 2017. Basically, that is what it is. They change the algorithm, so brands and pages get less exposure in the news feed, uh, and they're even tightening up even more to make sure that you're actually engaged with the content that is in there, and if you're not, then they kind of rotate it through. Uh, and it's creating a significant uh, pay-to-play uh, system for them inside of uh, Facebook. It's not new. This is something that's been going on more and more, and they're just kind of ratcheting it up and ratcheting it up and ratcheting it up uh, as it goes. Uh, and, and unfortunately, as a business owner, the free ride that we all had before is over, uh, and Facebook's just going to make you pay if you want to actually get into the news feed of your people. There's a lot of data in here. I, I shared this post just for the data to see that. That really, that's the end point. Uh, it's time to, uh, if you want to leverage Facebook, and you should all be leveraging Facebook, then it's time to pay to play. Uh, SearchEngineLand.com is four local SEO tips for restaurants. This is pretty good. Basically, it's our theory that not all businesses are the same in the same niches. Not all niches are the same, and not all keywords are the same. So you have to think about SEO tips specifically to help uh, those sets of clients. And this one is actually a really good example of things that you do set up in Google My Business, uh, some things to do with your citations, adding menus to the uh, search results that you feed into that. You can do that through schema. And then schema is addressed uh, individually in here as well. So adding your menus to GMB and your citations and to your um, to your website kind of pulls that all together and you get some added exposure. And those are four tips that they outlined in here in this article that I think you're really going to enjoy um, if anything, it kind of gives you some ideas on how to look at uh, different things uh, in different markets and address that in your SEO campaigns. Uh, Blumenthal's, we're here understanding uh, Google Advanced Verification and Home Services Ad Update. Some of the things that uh, I looked at in here is the uh, some cities that they're going to launch it in or new categories in two new cities in San Diego and Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, they added HVAC, electricians, overhead doors, towing, and auto glass. And they come into, they came into our area, Seattle, with plumbers, HVACs, electricians, locksmiths, and overhead doors. If you notice that list, those are the lists that are spammed significantly. 
Uh, those also happen to be the lists that the Home Advisors, the Angie's lists, uh, the Yelps are killing it in in the local directories. And people are, uh, from what I've seen, is people are going to page two now to find actual local people. So Google is trying to clean up the maps with this home services thing. Is basically if you have a service area of business, uh, you can get registered in GMB. But if you want to advertise uh, your service area business with AdWords, you have to go through this advanced verification process. I haven't seen what all of that actually entails. Uh, I haven't bothered really looking it up yet. Um, but uh, the advanced verification allows you to get seen in these home service ad ad blocks that are going to be up top. Kind of where the carousels used to be uh, in desktop, if you kind of visualize that, if you know what I'm talking about. So you're going to have these ad blocks for home services ads, and then you're going to have these ad blocks for AdWords ads, and then you're going to have the three-pack, and then you're going to have organic. And then users are going to train themselves that they don't want to look at any of that crap, and they're going to go to page two. I think it's this is probably a good change for Bing because um, their market share is going to go up, and I think this will be a really good uh, opportunity for people who just can't or don't want to compete with the home advisors or those 300 or 800 pound gorillas, what we call them, those really large, massive sites that Google seems to love um, despite their lack of quality and not being able to close out the search. Uh, if you're sitting on page two, then you're going to start seeing traffic coming from those things. So that's pretty good uh, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm wondering how scale is going to work with this. I think the what's going to turn out to be is your advanced verified is send us your business license, uh, and then now you're advanced verified, but still you have to pay to play, uh, and this is how we're going to monetize that. So we'll see how that turns out. Again, like anything, the more ads you put on a site, the less people are going to use it. I think Google has kind of lost their way in that. So we'll see how that turns, how that rolls. The next one is lovesdata.com. It's a new site we've added, and it is ways to understand people's search intent. This is a keyword research post. So you really want to understand the types of keywords, navigation, research, conversions, hybrids. Uh, we call them information, navigational, and buyer. Uh, the same, this is the same concept. Uh, what this does is show you how to use some tools like Google Analytics, uh, to figure out your look at your keyword research and make sure you actually nailed it. So there's behavior flow and site search and Google Analytics. You can use heat maps. You can use those video recording tools. Those are actually pretty cool. Uh, see where your video, what your user did, and it'll record that. Uh, Mouseflow has a free trial. You can check out Mouseflow. That'll work. And then there's some surveys that you can run with Google Surveys and Hotstar just to see to make sure that your keyword research is on point. Um, before you invest a lot of money into other marketing campaigns or your SEO campaign. Next is the Whiteboard Friday from Rand. is how to determine if a page is low quality in Google's eyes. It's actually a pretty good post uh, or video. And I think he's getting better at these and you know, providing a lot uh, better content uh, since he's moved away from the whole managing the company thing but it does go outline you know just some things this quality issues is it unique 
Uh, does it is it valuable to searchers? How many external sources? Actually, editorial links are saying is counting uh, using sources, so that's pretty good. Interesting news. Uh, it goes along with a lot of our interlinking policies that we follow. Uh, is the content grammarly correct? We've tested grammar and found it not to be effective. However, if a user lands on there and they just can't get through it because it's painfully written, uh, then you might have an issue. We've kind of solved that issue for ourselves using Grammarly and uh, Hemingway. Uh, you can as well. And then he goes over some things that you can do to kind of fix it and organize your content and stuff. It's a real short video, but again, I like it. He, uh, it's uh, you know, it's detailed enough to be actionable uh, and provide some good insights. Next is search engine journal is how to identify and eliminate keyword cannibalization to boost your SEO. So basically, what is what it's talking about is you have one target keyword, uh, and then you have a bunch of like pages that are similar to it. the example they use is shoes. So tennis shoes, uh, women's shoes, sneakers, um, and saying that it's kind of cannibalizing your site because it's not targeting. But if you're looking at this, I think these are probably really poor examples. Um, but if you have yoursite.com, it's your brand, and you're selling tennis shoes, then why not put tennis shoes? Or if you have shoes in your domain name, then you just need tennis, you know what I mean? But another thing that you probably wouldn't notice is if you type in a, search, a site search uh, parameter inside of Google. So I'll go to Google here. And we want to look at our own website. Let's go site. Uh, digital com, and then we want to put in exact match search terms uh, one of our pages so in this case we're going to do the on-page SEO because that kind of applies this is our on-page SEO guide and you click enter now if your target page does not show up number one and you have a whole bunch of other pages listed this means you're confusing Google and what you do is you go in there and all those other pages that are outranking your target page, you link in the first paragraph, preferably in the first sentence, to the target page. And that takes care of that and it boosts this right up. And you can see here we have tags and other stuff. And, you know, that's from playing with our tags and whether we wanted to keep those indexed or not. We changed all that so now those are no index. We'll just wait for them to drop out. And that'll clear this up significantly. And you'll see that our page optimization service and then one of the... Uh, Things here is linked to you, but we we've updated the links in, inside of that as well uh, in order to create what we think is probably good. I, I think this is a this is a great tip, especially when you're dealing with local stuff uh, and you have like chiropractor in chiropractor Seattle, for example. You put chiropractor Seattle in there, uh, and you have 15 pages all about chiropractor Seattle. And your target page is at the bottom of the list. Now, now you have 15 pages that you link to that number 16 page and, and boost that right up. That's a great tip for uh, local optimization and just, you know, eliminating keyword cannibalization. Uh, where that link? Here it goes. He talks about some other stuff, you know, cleaning out your old, old, uh, old web pages that you don't need anymore, all that other stuff. Really, uh, that's, you know, it's good, especially if you have a larger site, you want to clean all that stuff up and get rid of your, your trash posts that aren't bringing you any traffic anymore. Um, but you can use those for internal links. Uh, 
Uh, and I kind of prefer to do that uh, than uh, just remove them all together. You can adjust your sitemap. Google's going to know and, and be smart about it too. Again, but this is a smaller site. If you have larger sites, then yeah, you're going to have to go ahead and do what he was, they're recommending is cleaning up the content that's either if it's not ranking and it's not bringing traffic, then it's not doing you any good anyway. So just get rid of it. Um, and then if it's ranking, but or it's not, it's bringing you some traffic, but it's not ranking as new as well as you can just update it uh, in, in in that sort of line, which goes back to Rand's post about low quality and what you can do about it. Uh, next is smallbusinesstrends.com. Finally, your business can use linked video on LinkedIn. I think this is cool. It mentions here that it's in the app. I'll be more excited about it if it rolls out on the actual website, though. Um, but basically, this will give you a great opportunity because it's a professional network. And if you offer professional services, you can actually go ahead and start syndicating on here and target them Um versus doing YouTube. Now, personally, what I would do and probably am going to do is, um, assuming that it will actually be available on the desktop version as well, is actually add, um, you know, some site audits on LinkedIn in the target markets to coincide with my outreach campaigns on LinkedIn. That'll really help boost our exposure. I think you guys should look at doing that too. Uh, at least in your own way, you know, whatever business model that you're following. Uh, you can kind of show that you're the expert on the platform made for experts, right? And we're going to close it out with the Kiss Metrics blog. Its home pages are rarely convert because six elements are often ignored. Some of those elements are homework. Obviously, you didn't do your customer research. Uh, brevity and clarity in your copy, uh, active voice on your call to action buttons, specificity over hyperbole, meaning don't talk so much, just get to the point. Um, testimonials with smiling, happy faces. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Again, and you're kind of at the um, at the mercy of your whoever's leaving the review. If they don't have a smiling face, then you know you're out of that. But you, if you're going through and you got 10 customers who have really good profile pictures. Use those instead of the, you know, the frowners. And then one page, one goal. That's probably the, it's, honestly, that should be the number one. One page, one goal. In the day uh, days of lazy SEO, which we're kind of getting into now, just because Google is ranking a site or a page for multiple terms doesn't mean that you should actually try optimize for it. Optimize for one term, one goal. I want phone calls from Lacey Dentist, that's my search term, for example, then that should be what you're focusing your optimization on. Just because I can optimize for Lacey Dentist Washington, Washington Dentist, Dentist in Lacey, uh, doesn't mean I should be. I should focus on that one term. Google is getting smart enough to figure it out. And that's the point of multiple rankings on one piece of content. You just write good content and Google will put you in the position that you need to be. And then you look at that and see what's sending you to traffic and then optimize using your anchor text instead of uh, using or manipulating your own page and play and chase the bunny uh, with the uh, multiple rankings in for multiple terms. That's just, that's my opinion on that. All right, that's it. This episode number 48. Uh, again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions, go ahead and leave comments in the 
on the on the website at digitalear.com. Check out the on-page SEO guide. That thing is great. You can read it on a blog or you can just download the PDF. I suggest the PDF because it is kind of long. Uh, and we're also going to be bringing on Ted Kibitis here real soon. We're going to talk about his new tool, the Target's Bing. It's still in beta, but it's coming. I think it's going to be cool, and I think you'll enjoy it. And with that, enjoy the rest of your week.